In a moment, we're going to invite all the boys and girls, all the children to come up on the platform. But before we do that, I wanted to share a story with you. And this is a true story. There was a man named Zachariah, and he was a priest. And Zachariah had a very important responsibility. Zachariah, out of all the priests, he was chosen to go into the temple, into the holy place. And so Zachariah slowly made his way through the temple to this back darklit room in the temple called the holy place. And in that room, there was an altar, a golden altar called the altar of incense. And Zachariah's responsibility was to offer up an offering of incense on that altar. Now this was a big responsibility. Other people had been judged. Other people had been hurt. Other people had gotten leprosy or sick because they went into this room with the wrong attitude in a disobedient way. And Zachariah knew that. There was a lot of pressure on him to get this right. He could be judged, he could be killed, he could be hurt if he didn't go in the right way. And the people knew this. The people were outside waiting and they are praying for Zachariah as he goes into the holy place. The people are waiting and the people are praying and they're expecting at any moment Zachariah is going to come out and give a blessing upon the people. He's going to pray for the people. He's going to speak a blessing to them. But they know there's also the possibility that something could happen to Zechariah in this room. And so the people are outside and they're waiting and they're praying. And they're waiting and they're waiting a little bit longer. They know that he could come out but he might come out sick. He might come out with leprosy or he may not come out at all. And while the people were out there waiting, they began to murmur amongst themselves. Does it normally take this long? Shouldn't he be out by now? What's going on in there? Do you think something might have happened to him? The truth is, something did happen to Zechariah as he entered the holy place. You see, he went in alone, but once he got into that room, he wasn't by himself. Zechariah slowly made his way to the altar, made sure he did everything right. He didn't want to mess this up. He wanted to make sure his heart was right. He went to the altar of incense. And as he pours the altar in it, the room begins to fill up with smoke. And he looks now the corner of his eye. Did he just see something? Is there somebody there? He's an older man and he maybe brushes his eyes and looks over and sees there's an angel standing next to the altar. Do you think he was startled a bit? Uh, I walked into a room here at the church, I saw a mouse, I screamed, okay? This is an angel standing here at the altar, and he thinks, this is it, my life's over, I'm going to die. He thinks God has sent this altar here, to this angel here to the altar to judge him. He's going to die. He's terrified. But the angel speaks to him and says, Zechariah, God has sent me to bring you good news. The good news is that God has heard your prayers. You see, Zechariah was an old man. He wanted a child, and he and his wife were not able to have a child. And so they had prayed and prayed and prayed, and now God is sending the message that Zechariah was going to have a child. And not only that, this child would be a prophet of the Most High God. This child would be a prophet that would lead people back to God. Now, this would be the greatest news Zechariah could ever hear, right? Only if he believed it. And unfortunately, Zechariah didn't believe it. He thought the angel was here to judge him. Maybe the angel was playing a trick on him. He didn't believe. He says to the angel, I'm an old man. How can this be? Show me, prove to me that this is going to happen. That was a mistake. I, I think looking back on over the next nine months, Zechariah would regret that. And he says to the angel, show me. And the angel says, I'm Gabriel. I just came from the presence of Almighty God to bring this news to you, and you're going to speak to me this way? You're not going to speak again until it happens. And right like that, Zachariah's lips were zipped. His 
throat was closed, his mouth was sealed, his tongue was silenced, and Zachariah could not speak. Here he has the greatest news he could ever hope for, and he can't speak. He just saw the most amazing thing that he'd ever seen, and he can't speak about it. And just like that, the angel's gone. Well, Zechariah now comes running out to the people. The people have been waiting, like, it's about time. And here he comes. And they say, Zechariah, what happened? Where have you been? What happened in there? And you know what Zechariah said? Do you know what he told them? Nothing. He may have said, mm-hmm, mm, and he's jumping up and down and waving his arms trying to tell them what had happened. But he can't speak about it. The people were waiting for a blessing, waiting to hear Zechariah speak. But he couldn't speak. They had to wait nine more months. Just like the angel had told him, the word of the, God, word of the Lord came to pass. And Zechariah had a son. And the day came for them to name the baby. The baby was born and people gathered around. Zechariah had not spoke for nine months. People wanted to hear what he had to say. They asked him, what are you going to name your child? What's his name going to be? Zechariah motioned for them to give him something to write on. And he wrote down, scribbled on the paper. They took it and read it and said, his name is John. His name is John. And just like that, Zechariah was able to speak. His mouth is open now. And for the first time in nine months, he's going to say something. Do you think the people wanted to hear what he had to say? Do you think the people are a little bit interested in what's the first thing that Zechariah is going to speak? And this is what he says to them. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. He has visited and redeemed his people. Zechariah wanted the people to know that God was coming to visit his people and to redeem them. And we're going to tell you the story right now of when that happened, when God came and visited us. Pastor LaRusso, you want to come on up? And all the boys and girls, all the children in the room, you're welcome to come on up on the platform too as we hear the story of Christmas, the very first Christmas from Luke chapter 2. Now, if you are not sure if you were a child or not, you could ask the people around you. They may know, okay? If you've been kicking them in the back the whole time, you may want to come on up here, okay? And moms and dads, you're welcome to come up. If you have some children that may not stay on here, uh, you you can come up with them. So all the boys and girls are welcome to come on up as we read together. Hey, Wesley. All right, from Luke chapter 2. All right. Nobody else, huh? All right. That was a great story about Zechariah, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know where Pastor Ben got that story from? Right. He got it from the Bible. But you know, Pastor, Pastor Ben is younger than I am, and he can remember that story by heart. <laughs> but I can't do that anymore, so I'm going to read for you. And this is another story right after the story of Zechariah. Because that was John that was born. And this story starts with John. Okay, you ready? It says, around that time, John the Baptist was born. And the Roman Emperor Augustus commanded that all the people should be counted throughout the Roman Empire. Everybody had to be counted. So everybody returned to their family's original towns to register for this census. That's when they count all the people. And because Joseph was from the family of King David, he had to go to the town of Bethlehem in a part of Israel called Judea. Joseph traveled there from the village of Nazareth in another part of Israel called Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who's going to have a baby. 
And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. And she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in an animal's feeding box called a manger because there were no rooms available for them at the inn. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby and they were guarding their sheep. And suddenly, you know what happened? An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the brightness of the Lord's glory blazed about them. And they were scared. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will be, bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in an animal feeding box called a manger. And suddenly, the angel was joined by a very large group of angels, and they were all praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased with. When the angels had finished and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem right away and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to a village, to the village, and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everybody they saw what had happened and the news about this new baby. All who heard the shepherd's story were amazed. But Mary kept all these things hidden in her heart and thought about them all the time. The shepherds went back to their flocks of sheep and they were glorifying and praising God for all the amazing things that they had heard and seen. And you know what? It was exactly as the angel had told them. Isn't that a great story? Yeah. Amen. Okay, I think we're all done now. We can go back to our seats. All right. So, Ben started us off in Luke chapter 1 and told us a story about Zechariah and then John the Baptist is born and then Grandpa LaRusso he told us <clears throat> the story about then, then <clears throat> excuse me, then John is born and then Jesus is born and he comes and the, he's hailed by the angels and greeted by the shepherds. And that's in the first part of Luke chapter 2. And then the story keeps going because now Jesus has been born and in the second part of, of Luke chapter 2, <clears throat> the time came for Jesus to be presented in the temple. And uh, let me read there for you a little bit and let's see what's in there for us. It says, And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord 
and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Isn't that wonderful? And um, it strikes me that Ben was telling us about John who couldn't talk. And what I see here in this little passage is that there are people who couldn't see. Because can you imagine uh, Jerusalem is a, is a busy place. It was a busy place, especially around the temple. So here's this young couple and they're walking there with a the little infant in their arms. And they're jostling through the crowd and getting bumped along as they're trying to make their way in. And people don't know it, but they just bumped into God. People saw the couple, they pe the people saw the baby, but they didn't see the baby. But when he gets to Simeon, he says, for my eyes have seen your salvation. He saw. He saw Jesus for who Jesus is. And so many of the others around him, they didn't see. And this Christmas, I just want to ask the question, have you seen? Do you see Christ? for who he actually is? Or are you like those in the crowd and you've actually even bumped into Jesus? I mean, you're in church. You're bumping into Jesus. There are people in your life who know Jesus Christ in a personal way and maybe they're the reason why you're even here tonight. Uh, but they, they seem to see Jesus and you, you, you've bumped into Jesus as you've gotten to spend time with them. But you yourself, can you say with Simeon, my eyes, my eyes have seen your salvation, O oh God. There was a time in my life when I bumped into Jesus over and over and over again and didn't know it. But, so, but there was one day where then I saw what it was that I was bumping into. And when I saw through eyes of faith, oh, this is what Jesus is all about. This is why he came. It wasn't to give us Christmas trees. It was to get onto the cross in our place. And there on the cross, he substituted himself and he was punished for the punishment I deserved. And now he says, if you trust me, if you come to me, I will give you forgiveness of sins and eternal life. And there was a night where I went into the night and I didn't see. And, I, and somewhere during the night, I saw and I trusted him and I've never been the same since. And I know there, there's hundreds of people here could say the same thing. And you know, you can say, I've seen. 
My eyes, you can say with Simeon, my eyes have seen your salvation. But what about you? Have your eyes seen? Have you seen Jesus Christ for who he really is? I pray that this Christmas time, I mean, there'd be no better time for you to just give your life to Jesus Christ and to trust him with your life, having seen him for who he is, than Christmas time. This is, this is the, a, a great time. And I would just like to say that uh, as one challenge tonight, have you seen him? Can you say with him, from my eyes, have seen your salvation? Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for, uh, for the red and the green. We thank you for the, de the decorations. We thank you for the joy of this time of year. But, oh Lord, we thank you most of all for working in our lives just as you did in Simeon's and opening our eyes and showing us Jesus, showing us who he really is, showing us that he is our salvation. Thank you, Father, for that. And I pray for anyone in here that their eyes, they haven't seen yet, open their eyes even right now and help them to see and to, to receive Jesus Christ as who he really is. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you for sending your son. And we pray in his name. Amen. Amen.